I'm excited to share with you. I've got two points that we're going to kind of work through. So this first one is technology and social media. For those of you that have littler kids, um, you're not there yet, but you will be. And so I will remind you for the next several talks, <laughs> you already are, uh, that to go from zero to 100 is really, really hard. But to go from 100 with no rules in place for social media to go to 10 is also really, really hard, all right? So as you start creating some boundaries, just know that you can't go from 100 to like, you're gonna go home and make all these rules and make it really, really hard, all right? That's gonna be hard for you and your kids are gonna quote Ephesians 6, 4 to you. Fathers, don't exasperate your children. So um, the, 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 they will memorize that scripture real fast, all right? So here's the first one that we have to understand. Technology's not evil. Technology in and of itself is not evil. It's just simply how it's used, all right? It, it, it's in the people's hands of, of what their heart is behind it. That's what makes technology evil. There's a lot of really, really good things about technology. For some of you, you have grandparents, the kids have grandparents that live somewhere else. And it's a way to kind of keep up with what's going on with your family. And so my grandparents growing up lived in Kansas City. And so it was a way for them to keep up with what was going on in my ministry as a young youth pastor. It was a way for them to see what was going on. And so again, technology is not evil. It's just simply how it's used, okay? So I'm gonna hit you with some facts here, okay? Facts are really exciting for you, I know. Um, when Pew Research began tracking in 2005, 5% of American adults use social media. That's not a great number. But then if you jump to the next date, 72% of all public uses social media today at some point. 72%. It, it, it grew really, really fast. That's what that stat means, okay? Uh, more than half of the U.S. students surveyed, nearly 54% said social media is a good place to stay up to date on current trends and news topics. So your students, your friends, your peers, when they start hearing of something and they hear it on social media, they're thinking, that's true. Maybe, maybe not, all right? That's like using uh, Wikipedia for their projects for school. You, you can't do that, okay? Um, at least they're not supposed to, okay? Um, according to a recent report from the Pew Research, 95% of teens use a smartphone and 45% say they are online almost constantly. About 70% of teens are on Snapchat and Instagram, while 85% are on YouTube. For some of you, you're thinking, well, where's Facebook? that dates us, right? Um, students are no longer, uh, Facebook is not the trend that they want to be on. Anyone know why that is? Yeah, because you're on it, basically. That's why they're not on Facebook anymore, all right? And so um, this is the next one. This is the scary one. Majority of parents say their child age 11 or younger watches videos on YouTube. 11 or younger, they're watching YouTube. 89%. That's huge. Okay? And there's a reason for that. So here's what social media is all about. 
Genesis 11, four. And they said, come, let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make a, us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. The reason why social media is so popular is because people want to become famous. Twitter is the same reason. Let's be honest. Nobody cares what I had for lunch. But I tweet it because I want people to know nobody cares what I had for lunch. The reason why people are posting that is because they're trying to get famous. We went to a football game on Friday night and there was a whole row of girls in front of us that were just, nobody cares. They're trying to make a name for themselves. If you ask people, why, why are you doing that? Well, they want people to see what they're doing. Nobody cares, all right? You're not famous. But here's the scary thing. They think they're gonna get famous because of what they're doing. And the reason why our kids are suffering from depression and anxiety is because the best way to put it is their social media is their highlight reel. It's their highlight reel of their life. No one is posting, man, we went on, we went on vacation and we could barely afford gas to get there and it was a disaster and we couldn't go see this because we couldn't afford tickets. No, what they're seeing is the people that post the best of the best. And if they can't reach to that limit, they're like, I'm not any good. As a youth pastor, I get the same thing when I start looking at what other churches are doing. I see what they're doing. And I think, man, if I could have just done that, I'd be so much better. If I'm doing it, I know that the kids are doing it because they're seeing highlight reels of everyone else's life. And that is the danger of social media. I mean, I don't want, you don't want me to post a photo when I first wake up in the morning of what I look like or my mood. It's just not good. And students aren't doing that either, okay? They want to make a name for themselves, all right? So for students, social media is all about them and making a name for themselves. They only post photos that make them look like they have it all together, right? So here's the scary part. Every ding, buzz, flash, or like that they get, there is this chemical in the brain called dopamine and it's released. How many of you have heard this before? Okay, some of you have. So, it's, so you can set your phone where the light goes off or it dings or buzzes. And what happens is if you don't get enough likes, you're supposed to delete that photo because it wasn't high quality enough. So you delete it and you try again. But every time that they get one of those dings, buzzes, or flash, or likes, there's this chemical in your brain that dopamine's released, and it even happens with a text message. And that chemical makes you feel good. It makes you feel accepted. It just, it, it's this, ah, it feels good. Here's why this is important. Alcoholism the more that you drink and you become this alcoholic, it releases the same chemical when you drink. Gambling is the same thing. I, I, I had the opportunity to live in Las Vegas, Nevada for eight years and I saw it at the blackjack tables. It, it's crazy just to sit there and watch to realize 
you just lost $10,000 on one hand. Can I borrow 10,000 and we'll just call it even? But it's that chemical dopamine that's being released. The same thing with nicotine. When, you, when, the, when someone smokes, it releases this drug. Why does this matter? Because all of those that are above have an age restriction. Social media does not. So for our kids, we're putting these restrictions on all these things that release this chemical in their brain. But yet when it comes to social media, we just say, have at it. And it's just going rampant right now because all they're seeing is what their friends are doing. And if their life doesn't live up to it, they get frustrated. This is scary. They want to be in touch with their friends without actually having to sit still and listen. To be in touch without spending too much time on interaction or following social etiquette. How many of you have a high school student? Have you ever talked to them on the phone? It's terrible. I I kid you not. I had a phone call from one of our students. I answer it. Hello? Hi. You called? Yeah. Do you need something? Uh Uh-huh. What do you need? Well, I have a question. Okay. Can you ask the question? Yeah. And they ask the question. Like, it is crazy. It's because they sit in a room and they're talking on their phones. They've lost what social etiquette looks like because they think sitting in a room together and texting is okay because they're just not taught those skills anymore to have conversations. The little ones are going to grow up with this as well. They're gonna have a hard time interacting because they just don't know. So here's some advice. Because you all came here to know what to know what Mark says, right? So number one is to develop some rules with social media. How old do you think they should be before they start getting on social media? All right. What what age does that look like? What should they be on? Okay. Number two, educate yourself. And I'll give you a scary one. So there is actually, for those that have iPhones, there's a, an app that it looks just like a, a calculator, but it is not a calculator. It is a calculator, but they can store their hidden photos in this app. And and the photos they're storing is not photos that are appropriate. They're hiding the photos from you. And so what happens is if you think, oh, I'm really smart, and you start typing in, you think you know what their password is, the app takes a photo of you trying to break into this app. And it sends them an alert when they go into their phone saying, hey, this person tried breaking in your phone at 3.35 p.m. and here's the photo of who it was. So they can hide their photos. It looks just like a camera and it actually does function as a camera. Scary, isn't it? Number one, you gotta educate yourself to know what's out there, all right? Help them to see the why. You gotta help them see the why. Because if they don't understand the why, they're not going to work with you or work for you. They're just gonna fight against you. You have to help them know the why. Be, and Pastor Eric said this, be the parent, not a friend. Not one time did my dad ever ask me how I felt. He just told me, this is how it's gonna be. He was never my friend. He's my friend now. Be the parent, not the friend. They don't need friends. They need parents. 
Number, this is the hard one. You gotta model it. You've got to be really careful what you post on social media and what you have and what you look at and what you do on your phone, okay? Here's what Mark thinks, because this is what you care about, right? No phones in the rooms. I, I just set it up where you just can't have your phone in your room. Rule number one, no phones at the dinner table. If you're gonna have a family meal, have that time set up where you're gonna eat and there's no electronics at the table, all right? Have a cell phone agreement. When I got my first cell phone, my dad not one time said, this is yours. I believe his exact quote was, the Lord giveth and the Lord can taketh away. So have that policy. When you ask them to see their cell phone, guys, is it really their cell phone? No, it's your cell phone. You paid for it. You have, we have a bunch of 13-year-olds or 14 or 15-year-olds running around with a laptop in their pocket. My parents would have never thought he deserves a laptop. Know all their passwords and be their friend on social media. Know it all. What can you monitor? If you cannot monitor TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever else is coming up, only allow them to have one. This, you may get offended a little bit. Spot check the texts. Here's what I mean by that. Don't be naive. Just because they tell you they don't have two accounts doesn't mean they don't have two accounts. They're pro they could be tricking you. Most kids have two accounts one that their parents can see and one that you can't see. And every now and then, they'll post a photo on Instagram so that you're, oh, look, they're being nice. But it's their other account that you need to worry about. You have to be smarter than them, okay? Spot check their texts. Every now and then, pick up their phone and look at their texts to see who they're talking to and what they're talking about. And this is crazy, but call the cell phone company and get a record of their texts and make sure they're not deleting a text from someone that they're, they shouldn't be talking to. Make sense? Because like they're, oh no, you just delete it and you just look at the phone and think they're not doing it, but chances are they are, okay? Uh, so having a cell phone is a privilege, not a right. You know what? You can function in the world without a cell phone. It, it is possible. And you, you can prove that to them, Right? because it's your cell phone and they can function without one, okay? It's a privilege, not a right. Make sense? Here's the tough one, parents. This might be harder on you and they know it. They know it. You will cave because this is just too hard. There is no way dad's gonna come to the dinner table without his cell phone. He'll cave. Turn it into a game. I, I put everyone's cell phone has to be in the center of the dinner table, and the first one to touch it, to pick it up, to look at it, they have to do dishes. Like turn it into a game because all kids love games of some sort. Okay, it might be harder on you, but I promise you, it's worth it. Last but not least ask for resources. There are a ton of resources out there for social media. 
If it if you're not experiencing it now, you will in just a few short years or months, however it looks.